The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. What would happen if you asked an appraiser to value a home presented by 14 interracial couples? Well, the National Community Reinvestment Coalition wanted to find out and released the results of a report yesterday. Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm with Christine Stewart. She's our editorial director. She read the report. Christine, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So talk to me a little bit about this study. I mean, we've we've certainly done a lot of stories about this issue with individuals. Somebody's actually do, trying to look at this, put a number on it. What's so interesting about their report? Well, what's interesting about this report is that they were interracial couples. So you have a, a white partner and a black partner. And so these were 14 homes and these were in, in the Baltimore area where it's not unusual to have black communities. Um, so the, the interracial couples, I think it was only, only one of them that took part in, in a neighborhood that would have been considered a white neighborhood. But traditionally in these studies, you have somebody, somebody come in and somebody, um, sit in who doesn't necessarily own the home, but is kind of posing as the homeowner for the appraiser. In this case, the actual homeowner's were the homeowners and you had one black partner and one white partner. And so uh, each of these homes were appraised at least twice. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically what they found was that when the white partner presented the home, that it was valued $7,000 more than when the black um, partner presented it. But there were some anomalies, obviously, with, with any study, you're going to find that. So in uh, one case, when the the white presenter presented a home, it was worth $46,000 more wow. than when and, the black presenter being, presented it. Did the they home. say in the study how much the home value was? I mean, being in Baltimore, there's, you know, it's not as if this is uh, San Francisco with an inf- with a huge collection of million dollar homes. Right. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about row houses in, in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. So um, when uh, in one of these tests, when the white partner presented, uh, the home was valued at $350,000. And then when the black partner presented, it was valued at $310,000. So based almost uh, 15 to 20% of the value of the home, that's a, that's a huge swing. Right. That is a huge swing. So, so basically um, the, the study, um, found that, you know, anything 5% is, is pretty much, you're going to see swings in 5% with, with appraisals, 10% when you're getting to 10%, that is definitely out of the norm. And then anything above that is, is very much out of the norm. And there were, there were some cases where they tried to test some of these appraisers. Um, and, um, the appraiser agreed to appraise the house in the white neighborhood but refused to appraise a house in a black neighborhood. Wow. 
Yes. And, and when we normally when we've done these whitewashing stories, as you talked about it, somebody who poses as the homeowner and they'll come in and make it look like their home. They'll replace the picture. In this study, we have a couple being a couple just depends on which partner is there. So did they leave the pictures up and everything? It's very clear this is the home. They didn't change no, the home at all? No, they, they did. So when the white partner presented, they whitewashed the home. Okay. And when the black partner presented, they blackwashed the home. Okay. So so any of those, you know, personal objects, posters and, and pictures and things did come down to make it look like only a white couple was actually in this home. So what drove the NCRC to do this study? How was it funded? Um, yeah. So what drove them to do that was, you know, basically there have been, you know, previous studies, but nothing where it was the actual homeowner pre presenting their own home. Um, and so this study was not funded by um, by a government entity. This this was this was private funding that was used to do this study. And so they actually don't know that there have been any um, HUD dollars at all used to do appraisal studies. And, you know, and and basically, I mean, I think that there's probably there's bias from the very beginning of the appraisal industry to begin with, because when they started doing these appraisals, there were black neighborhoods and there were white neighborhoods. And, um, you know, if you were appraising a black neighborhood automatically, that that house has less value than the home in the white neighborhood. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. Yeah, we've seen that actually in some of the higher profile whitewashing cases. The appraisals point to whether they explicitly say it or not, they point obviously to the value of the neighborhood being a black, thus it's a black neighborhood and that, that's their argument for lowering the value of the home. Right. So, I mean, it also, you know, it depends on what comparable sales you you use, you know. Mm -hmm. So was there a better comparable home to compare this to than another home in, in the white neighborhood? Would it have been a home in, in a black neighborhood? You know, th there's a lot of questions. And I think that... Um, you know, we spoke about this last uh, last month in uh, National um, Mortgage Professional magazine. Uh, the appraisal industry itself is something like more than 70 percent white. Um, and it's kind of how the appraisal industry is set up in that you you have to have a college degree and then you have to have an apprenticeship. So if the industry is starting from traditionally white they're probably going to invite in other white people they know, other friends, other family, other, you know, children of of friends into this industry and not necessarily diversify that. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a job that not a, not pe people don't just imagine aspiring to it the way they do doctors. It's probably you know somebody who tells you it's a good job and you get into it. So how do we fix that problem? Yeah, so that is a really difficult problem to fix. So I was speaking with one appraiser, uh, Jillian White, and and she said that, you know, 
basically you have to encourage people to to get into this industry and you know let them know that it's an industry that's really flexible uh, flexible especially for for women um you know she said i kind of worked backwards i have this college degree i didn't want to do anything with my college degree so i decided what kind of lifestyle do i want and she's like, she decided that she wants to go grocery shopping on Tuesday at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and this is an industry that that allows her to do that or it allows her to go, you know, to her kid's school for for book time. Um, so it does offer that kind of flexibility. So I think it's just a matter of educating people, getting them to know um, what the industry is about. Coming from uh, afternoon papers with morning deadlines where you'd stop at, you know, you, we worked at the same paper. It was kind of nice to go to the grocery store at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday and no one's there. Just a couple of old people. It definitely was. It definitely was. <laughs> so is you, you mentioned HUD hasn't looked into this at all. Do we know if Congress is thinking of doing anything or what can they do? Yeah. So HUD hasn't funded any of these appraiser studies. Um, but, uh, you know, the White House did create PAVE, which is a first of its kind interagency task force dedicated to ending the bias in home valuation. So this is a first step. Um, and this was created back in um, 2021. So it's, uh, you know, they haven't taken any action beside that. Um, but the NCRC says, you know, look, we need to to think about the guidelines that we set for appraisals and the fact that the appraisal industry itself is governed by an entity that's a private entity, which we can't see. Um, there is no fair housing um, guidelines that appraisers even have to know going going into this. That's like not part of their study. So there's a lot of things that they can do. Um, and, you know, Congress can decide to look at this. And I guess it de depends on what happens after the midterms, whether they're going to or not. And, you know, you'd almost think they would. I mean, we actually ungated a couple months ago, uh, talked to a professor from University of Tennessee, and they were looking at this issue, specifically people who bought homes with HUD vouchers, looking at black versus white uh, and and wealth, growing wealth. And even there, there was a gap largely tied to this issue home values for white owners who got houses with hud vouchers saw greater appreciation in their home value than black homeowners and so even this effort to use hud dollars to get them homes as a vehicle for wealth among other reasons it wasn't giving you the payoff that you'd think have they looked at other groups so that's racial groups. Yeah. So that's one of the things that um, hasn't really been studied. Obviously, black and white is something that's, you know, really um, uh, you're you're able to look at and maybe set up a study for. But they haven't looked at Latino home values and, and whether this impacts the Latino community and obviously the wealth gaps that exist there. Um, I think there was one study um, that that looked at um Asians, but, uh, you know, it hasn't, this isn't a widespread, uh, form of, of, of study that has been undertaken because the government dollars aren't there to, to fund it. So the NCRC actually in, in their webinar yesterday asked anybody who was interested in this to, to reach out to them and that they would help them set up, you know, an appropriate, uh, study so that you're going to get the, get accurate results. Yeah. And, and certainly understand the, the full scope of the problem. Uh, Christine, thanks so much for joining me. 
Thank you. We'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for October 27th. It seems the layoff notices are piling up yet again. This time it's Zillow, which shed 300 jobs through layoffs and attrition. The Seattle-based online real estate marketplace informed its impacted employees about the decision on Tuesday. Shortly after receiving the communication, the impacted employees had to leave the company. In other news, First American saw its net earnings fall by 99% year-to-year, down to just $2 million for the third quarter. The company blamed the turbulent market for a downturn in their residential business. When you take out recent acquisitions, net income from information and services dropped 26%. That was driven primarily by a lack of data and products sold to mortgage originators. And finally, GDP rose by six-tenths of a percent in the third quarter to an annual rate of 2.6%. But the residential housing investments declined for the sixth straight quarter and by the most since the second quarter of 2020, back in the early days of the pandemic. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.